And if you love your dogs and cats and want to find out why they do some of the things they do, jumping, humping, digging, scratching, not using the litter box, not housebroken, digging holes in your backyard, you take your dog for a walk, he sees another dog, it's like, uh, help, 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 what do I do? You get the idea. If you have a question about your dog or cat's behavior, you just want to share a great story about a dog or cat you rescued, great time to give me a call. I'm Warren Eckstein. You're listening to The Pet Show. Uh, plenty of time to answer all of your pet and animal questions. If you're new to the show, everyone that calls in and gets to talk to me live on the air will get a fabulous gift, not for you, but for your dog or cat. Many of the items worth as much as $50, so it's a great time to give me a call. The phone number here at The Pet Show, 877 877- Seven two five eight two five five eight seven 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 two five eighty two fifty five. That is the way to get through. Now every week, I ask a question of the day. Today's question is: Do you believe that dogs have a sixth sense? Uh, the reason I brought that up is is because I do. Uh, I've seen it. I felt it. So if you have a dog or a cat that you walk into a room and all of a sudden you notice your dog or cat staring at a wall or or the ceiling or or something else, what are they staring at? What are they seeing that we're not seeing? So that's the question of the day. Give me a call, answer it, and I'll send a great gift to your dog or cat. Do you believe that dogs and cats and animals in general have a sixth sense? I do. What about you? Give me a call, 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. Also coming up, we're going to take a look at something that I call unicorn dogs. I know you're saying, Warren, you've lost it. What is a unicorn dog? Is it a dog with a big thing? No. What is a unicorn dog? A lot of trainers use that term, unicorn dogs. You might even have one and you don't even know it. So we're going to talk about unicorn dogs when we come back. It's a real thing. It really is a real thing. As always, plenty of time for your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. So if you have a question or a comment about your dog or cat, great time to give me a call. If we have time, I really wanted to get into this subject as well today. You know, so many of my listeners have adopted and rescued their dogs. Very often the dogs, when they get them, are either under-socialized or not socialized at all. So uh, because so many of you have rescued dogs, I wanted to share some tips on how to build their confidence. That coming up a little bit later on today's uh, show as well. I know you're thinking, Warren, what is a unicorn dog? I have no idea. What is a unicorn dog? Stay tuned and you'll find out. Phone number here, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. That is the way to get through. I've got Lucy Pet Food, Kitty Lickies, copies of my best-selling books, T-shirts, lots of great stuff to give away. So everyone that calls in with a question or a comment, even if you just recently rescued a, a great dog or, or a cat and you want to brag a little bit, we like you because sometimes your bragging about a dog or a cat you rescued will help someone else make the decision to go out and do the same thing. Again, that number, 877-725-8255. Let's go to my friend Lee calling from Pennsylvania. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the Pet Show. Hi, Warren. Um, I had a German Shepherd, two years and seven months, uh, who had I had to give back to the breeder. Um, he was excellent. He was a service dog. He was socialized. He went everywhere with me, the library, restaurants. He was perfect. He was good with kids. He was not aggressive to anyone, even the delivery people, and everyone loved him. And uh, I rented this house for only seven weeks, seven, uh, yeah, seven weeks, and um, it was built on a mining, old mining shaft. And three times, Hans, this is his name, Hans, went blank in his eyes, ferociously attacked me. I'm talking about all fours. 
full-on attack, like a police dog would be commanded to go out. Attack, attacked you. Attacked you. Attacked me. Huh. Out of nothing. I mean, it was just a calm, in the house, nightgown, calm, relaxed. And we weren't in the house very much. We were only in the house about two hours at night and two hours in the morning. And then we were off uh, at my lake property and doing fun things and being outside. During that time, three times, in, in, actually it was in, within five weeks, in that house, always in the house, never on the deck, never in the yard, never in the car, never anywhere else we went. And only when we were in that house, three times he attacked me like that. And um, I say it's either uh, spiritual possession or some kind of like a rage syndrome. Well, first of all, German Shepherds, something I'm very familiar with, a breed I'm very familiar with, having trained literally thousands of them in pretty much every continent, specifically in Europe, uh, they're, they're not rage dogs, okay? Uh, they, they, there's something else going on here that, that it's hard for me to put my finger on, but you may have hit the nail on the head. It, it's possible uh, that, that he's picking up on something that we can't pick up on. The fact that he's on top of an old mine, uh, that ought to be indicative of something. Uh, now, let me ask you a question. When the dog displayed this aggressive rage towards you, how did you prevent yourself from being hurt? I jumped up on the counter and pulled all fours up and, and hugged myself in a ball. And what did he eventually stop on his own? Oh, it was it, it just if you read Rage, Rage Syndrome, it was exactly like that. It lasted about three or four minutes, and then it was over, and he was shaking, and he could not remember it. I mean, he was always contrite if he did any dumb little thing wrong. How he much do you know about how much do you know about the breeder? Not enough, but she did get her dogs from Europe. Yeah, so in other words, some, I'm sure some of these dogs were probably, some of the breeding dogs, if you got them from Europe, were probably Schutzhund trained dogs. Um, and, and, and so I, the only thing I can think of, okay, unless there was some medical reason, unless there was some pain involved, um, it, it, he picked up something. Now, he, you don't have him anymore, right? I, I, he's still alive, but I do not have possession of him. He, I did get him an MRI because I thought maybe it was... Sure. Uh, some kind of a superficial brain tumor. What do they call those things? There's a name for them. But anyways, um, and I was praying that's what it was it because that's something you could fix. But if it's something neurological like an epileptic seizure or rage syndrome, um, you know, uh, I don't want to have, you can't control well, even violence. Even even rage even rage syndrome can be controlled and can be worked with. I remember years ago, I did a lot of work with rage and some, some spaniels that were classified as rage dogs. So here's the bottom line. See, what I would have done is I would have loved to see his reaction if he came back to your home afterwards. Got rid of that place. I was running it. If I think it's possessed, I am not. No, 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 no. You, 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 you probably, you're good, right? What I'm saying is before he did this, you had him at a different home for a while and he never reacted this way, right? I had him at a bunch of different houses. I mean, we, right now I'm at the hunting camp in Pennsylvania. He was here with yeah. me. I have a house in it sounds, it sounds. It sounds to me like sometimes it's what we call displacement aggressive behavior. They pick up on something, and sometimes you can have two dogs that are best friends. They absolutely love each other and adore each other. They pick up on the scent, or they pick up on seeing something, and they kind of go after each other at that point. So that's, I think, what went on here. I think you're absolutely right. I can't 
guarantee it. I can't put my finger on it, but I really believe that there's something that was going on at that location. I don't believe this is a uh, an aggressive dog. I don't believe this is a, a dog with range syndrome. I believe from what you're telling me in the shaking afterwards, this was a dog that was reacting to something. Now remember, a dog's sense of hearing is so much better than ours. A dog's sense of smell, that's what I specialized in. Incredible. So all of those things factored in on top of the fact he was never this way before that specific location. It sounds to me like something at that location, either he picked up verbally, smell-wise, or hearing, triggered him off, and that's why he reacted that way. But I'm glad you're safe at this point. I'm glad he's still alive, and, and hopefully, uh, wherever he's living, he's having a good life, Lee. I pray. I'm just afraid to take him back. I would love to. I mean, I have two and a half years into hard training on him. I mean, he was perfect now. I mean, he was easy. I had eight more years of easiness now. I have this trained dog who's perfect and loves everybody, and he's I mean, it took two and a half years. I yeah, but see, now, but see, now, Lee, here's my fear. I would love to see you take this dog back. I would encourage you to take this dog back, but here's my fear. You, from your discussion with me, I'll get to you, Phyllis and Sylvia, but I want to spend some time with, from what you're saying to me, you already have a fear of this dog, and I understand why. So what's going to happen is that your reaction, what I'd like you to do, how far away does the breeder live from you? Well, she's moving. She's moving where I have a place in Florida. I have a property I'm going to be building. She's moving four hours south of there. Okay, what I'd like you to be able to do, I don't want you to make any decisions. I got a break, but I don't want you to make any decisions off the cuff. If you have the opportunity, go visit the dog once or twice, then call me back after that. I will want to take him back. That's why I, I, I well, listen. Well, no, I can't listen. I can't tell you what to do or what not to do. As a behaviorist, you're asking my advice, and I'm giving it to you. Before I make a decision in terms of whether I think you should take the dog back or not, I want you to go visit the dog at the location he's at now. I want to see what type of reaction you're getting at that point, a couple of times, and then we can make an educated guess or decision in terms of whether the dog was actually reacting to something at that location or reacting to something else that's going on. So that's where you need to be at this point. Anyway, I got to move on. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want. Give me a call back. I hope you can go visit the dog. I think he deserves that. But I don't think it's rage syndrome. Hey, the phone number here, 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. Plenty of time for your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. A quick break, then right back at you. You know, every week for the last, oh, I don't know, what, three, four years? You heard me, five years? You heard me talking about Lucy Pet Food. And every single person that I know that's tried Lucy Pet Food has been happy. Their pets have been healthier. That's because Lucy Pet Food is manufactured at their own plant, not too far away from where I live. They have their own laboratory. But the most important part of Lucy Pet Food is the CEO, Joey Herrick, my friend, the staff there, all of these people are incredibly incredibly dedicated to your dogs and cats as if they're your own. That's why my dogs have been eating Lucy Pet Food since the day they walked in the house. I want you to hear from a listener what they had to say about Lucy Pet Food. I have been feeding Lucy Pet Food. Yeah. And I ran out. And I fed Brand X. I put it in the bowl. Dog comes over, takes one sniff, couple sniffs, looks at me like I'm Benedict Arnold. Well, there you go. See, and that's why she, see, that's why she's barking. You ran out of Lucy Pet Food. That's why she's barking. There you go. There you go. (laughs) 
I'm telling you, those are the calls I get all the time. If you want to make sure you're feeding your dog a, a balanced, healthy dog food that's tested when it comes in, every ingredient's tested constantly. In fact, Lucy Pet Food is one of the only companies that has their own laboratory, cost them a million and a half dollars to put it together. It's unbelievable what a company and the passion they have for your dogs and cats. But here's the thing. If you go directly to their website, lucypetproducts.com, that's lucypetproducts.com, spend just $35, whatever you order, you can mix it up between the Lucy dog food, the Lucy cat food, the kitty lickies, the dog food rolls, spend $35 at lucypetproducts.com and they will ship it to your home absolutely free. I'm Warren Eckstein, this is The Pet Show. And we are back on the pet show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Great time to give me a call if you want to find out uh, why your dog or cat behaves a certain way. Just want to brag a little bit about your dog or cat. Want to hear some great stories from people that may have adopted or rescued a dog or cat. And the reason I like to do that is because sometimes your conversation with me encourages someone else to go to the shelter and adopt a dog or a cat as well. So great time to give me a call if you're new to the show. Uh, Just a reminder that everyone that calls in with a question or a comment or just to answer my question of the day is whether or not you believe dogs have a sixth sense and cats have a sixth sense. We'll get a fabulous gift for their dog or cat. Uh, many of the items, as I said, are, are worth as much as 40 or $50. And again, the reason I give these gifts away is because very often the question you're asking me, uh, the gift I give you is related to the resolution. So if you have a question or a comment, want to share a great story, talk about a, a dog or cat that maybe you believe had a sixth sense, great time to give me a call. The phone number here at the pet show. We'll get to all your calls, plenty of stuff to give away as well. And we're going to talk a little bit in a while about unicorn dogs. I know you say, Warren, come on, you're going crazy. What the heck is a unicorn dog? Is it a big dog with a horn in its head? We're going to talk about unicorn dogs coming up. But right now, let me go to my friend Phyllis in Dresden, Tennessee. Hi, Phyllis. Welcome to the pet show. Thank you. Thank you. How can I help you today? Well, I have two miniature Australian Shepherds. They're both males. One is five, uh, six years old, and the other one is about two and a half. The six-year-old tends to chew the hair on the other dog, and he actually eats it. And then he ends up with, like, fur balls. <laughs> yeah, you know... Uh, did you did you say they were from the same litter? Litter. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the same litter. No. Okay. And how how far in age are they separated by? Uh, about three years. Okay. Now the fur eater. Tell me about the fur eater. Where he came from and how big the litter was. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the one that's one. eating the fur. Yeah, the one that's eating okay. the fur. Okay. He came from from my cousin who raises a miniature Australians. Okay. And he's pretty laid back. He's a fat little guy that doesn't move a whole lot. The and that's the, one that's, that's the one that's eating the other one's hair? Eating, yes. Okay. Yes. A couple of things. First of all, when you have a dog chewing on another dog like that, it's really a sign of, in most cases, it could be something different, but in most cases, it's just a sign of really intense bonding. 
Uh, remember now, the first thing a mother does when a litter of puppies is born is lick them and, and kind of making them feel good. So it's very common. My two dogs who were, were abused but rescued together, uh, together and separate, uh, bottom line is they're brother and sister. And, and the, the, when I first got them, the excessive grooming uh, was just a way of making them feel more secure. So it sounds, it doesn't sound to me uh, like it's, it's anything other than a, a bonding scenario. Now, in terms of eating the hair and swallowing the hair, uh, that's a whole different ball game. Um, is your dog, are they on a good quality dog food? Are you giving them any type of supplementation at all? Because very often, especially Australian Shepherds, you have to remember, this is a breed I'm pretty darn familiar with. I gave the first Australian Shepherd in America its obedience title back in the 70s when they were still considered a very, very rare breed of dog. Before there were miniature Australian Shepherds, there was only one size Australian Shepherds. So very often, uh, the, the excessive chewing or licking uh, could be a, a sign of boredom as well. You know, I don't have to tell you about Australian Shepherds. These are dogs that need a job. I would try to increase the activity, number one. I think that would be really, really important. Uh, I'm going to send you my own supplement. Let's see if that doesn't make a difference also. But I think it's more of a bonding thing than anything else. Well, I think you're probably right about that because the the one that's being chewed on. You know what, Phyllis, don't, don't run. Don't, put Phyllis on hold. i got to take a break. We're going to come back to Phyllis, then Sylvia. So let's put Phyllis on hold. We'll come right back to you. The phone number here, 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. Quick break, then right back to Phyllis, Sylvia, and I see Tom's popping up there as well. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa. And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Great time to give me a call. That phone number, 877-725-8255. I just did the stupidest thing I ever did. I couldn't find my glasses, then I realized they were on top of my head. 877-725-8255. That is the way to get through. Plenty of time for your calls. Coming up, the unicorn dog. What is a unicorn dog? But first, let me go back to my friend Phyllis. Then we get to Sylvia. Then we get to Tom and Delaware. So, Phyllis, you have the two, uh, two Australian Shepherds. Sometimes the reason for hair eating is boredom. The fact that you have a, a chubby Australian Shepherd is indicative to me that he may be bored. But, however, in some cases, it could be, did we lose her? Oh, God, we lost her. I hope she's still listening. It's, it's If you're still listening, there's also something called pica. We all know what pica is. This could be something lacking in the dog's diet. Um, and so if there's something lacking in the dog's diet, that could indicate the reason that he's eating the other dog's hair or his own hair. Dogs that even eat their own hair or another dog's hair. Part of it is bonding. Part of it could be just that uh, they're bored. And as I said, part of it could be that there's something missing from the diet. Give me a call back. I'd love to send you a jar of my Hugs and Kisses supplement. This way we can make sure that your dog is getting all of the nutrients that he really needs. So if he still continues doing it, we know that it's probably more of a boredom situation than anything else. Phone number here at the Pet Show 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. That is the way to uh, get through to the show. Um, all right, before I get to you, Sylvia, and before I get to you, Tom, let me just talk about this, because if anyone out there has what they believe is a unicorn dog, I want to hear from you. What is a unicorn dog? These dogs are highly sociable, 
happy to interact with other dogs and all different kinds of people. They're joyously romping into the veterinarian's office. They're happy to see the vet and handling, getting exam doesn't bother them. They relax easy. If you go out to have coffee with your friends, you can take your dog with you. They lie under the table. These unicorn dogs are not most dogs, but we see them everywhere because they can go everywhere. So basically what trainers are talking about when they talk about a unicorn dog, it's that perfect adaptable dog that just accepts no matter what is around him. He's happy and he's accepting. Those are what we call unicorn dogs. Anyone out there uh, have a unicorn dog? Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. Type of dog you could take anywhere. Doesn't mind going to the vet. Doesn't mind going to the restaurant with you. Doesn't mind going to visit relatives with you. Doesn't even mind visiting your ex's house. Give me a call. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. The phone number 877-725-8255. God, I hope Phyllis, I hope you get back to me. I want to send you a jar of the hugs and kisses if you do get back. So please, especially with your, your two miniature Australian Shepherds. Uh, let me go to Sylvia calling from Prescott, Arizona. Hey, Sylvia, welcome to the show. Hey, Warren, thank you for taking this. Um, with all the catastrophic stuff going on, I was wondering if there's a way you could give me or other, everybody else. I got hit by a hailstorm in 21. Uh, 11 rooms of water in my house. I wow. have two cats and a desert tortoise. All my skylights busted and decided to flood the house. Anyways, is there a way that we can get our pets? Dogs probably would come if the house is on fire or if it's got water in it. My cats, when things go catastrophic, they go hide behind curtains, under blankets, in their beds. Is there any way you could come up with maybe how to get the cats to come when I call them if there's a problem in the house? God. Well, you guys are being tough with me today, I'm telling you. Let's go over a couple of things, Sylvia, okay? Number one is... I wrote the emergency preparedness plan for the Department of Homeland Security. So I always recommend that no matter where you live, you always have uh, an emergency plan in shape. Now, with dogs, when they panic, dogs tend to run towards their guardian. When cats get fearful, they're kind of like silent sufferers. They like to hide. So it's very difficult for me to even give you a specific way to get your cat to come to you when they're in that flight or a fight mode. Um, the only thing you can do, it's like what people were doing here in Southern California when we had the hurricane and the earthquake just last week, is if you have a cat, and people were asking me about this on my LA show, um, if you have a cat and you know that something catastrophic is coming. Now, you can't predict an earthquake, but we knew the hurricane was coming, or you know when a storm is coming. I lived in Sedona for many years, so I know about those storms. Um, so the bottom line is that what I do is, is take action before it actually hits. I would have my, my cats either in a room, I would have something loud in that room so they're not hearing the noises, I would have a, a, a them cat carriers, maybe in cat carriers at this point, because once they panic, once they're in that panic mode, uh, it's really, really difficult to get them to react. As I said, dogs are more uh, come running, and some cats, and I used to have a cat that when he panicked would run to me, but that's kind of not all cats. Generally, when cats get a little fearful or afraid, 
uh, they head off in a different direction. So I would think that it's a very difficult thing to do other than pre-plan. And you know, I'm not a big fan of crate training dogs. I don't believe in all that, but I do believe that everyone should have a, uh, a crate or carriers in their home for emergency situations. I have carriers not only in my garage, but I have carriers for my dogs in my house. Let's face it, I live in Santa Monica, California, which means that there can be an earthquake any day. So if something were to happen in the garage and I couldn't get to their carriers, and also my emergency kit, my preparedness kit, is not just for me and Denise, it's for Willie and Molly as well. So I have that all set up. So if you're asking me, Warren, how can I get my cats to come to me when they're in panic mode? I don't have a specific answer for you. The best thing to do is prepare dogs. That's a different ball game. But thank you, Sylvia, you're so concerned about how many animals did you say you had? You had a desert tortoise also? Yeah, and the two cats went, I was outside filming the storm, not really realizing my house had been nailed. And I was watching it rip roofs off and bust skylights and car windows, and I'm like, holy Moses, <laughs> this is not good. And when I come in the house, my one cat was drowned, was soaking wet, muddy, yucky water from the ceiling when she was in the bathroom, either eating or going, going grabbing something to eat. So she got nailed with the skylight and mud and water. And every time a raindrop now comes, she she cries. And I just pick her up and she's just shaking like you know, I, like I beat her. All and right. Well, so now that's a different ball game. Now, if the cat is fearful of rain and you live in Prescott, right? So we know that the monsoons are going to happen just the way it is. What I would be doing at this point is on your computer or your phone, I would download the sound of rain and every night when you're just sitting around with the cat I would play that sound at a volume that's barely audible the cat's not reacting because you have it so low and over a period of weeks little by little I would increase the volume just making sure that every time the cat is getting some positive reinforcement with you basically it's what we call counter conditioning it's taking something an animal is afraid of and turning that into something that they're no longer afraid of in fact making it something that they almost look forward to so that's the way I would be working. If your cat is really panicky over the sound of rain, I would desensitize the cat to the sound of the rain. I think that would be really, really beneficial. In terms of the dogs, as I said, dogs are more apt to to come to their guardian, where cats are more apt to to kind of, of hide when they're panicky. Although that's, that's, that's a broad statement because so many cats react the same way. Uh, Sylvia, what I'd like to do, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on hold, Sylvia, and I'm going to send you, I'm going to send Sylvia a copy of how to get your cat to do what you want. I want you to uh, follow the uh, specific chapter in there on noise phobias to desensitize the cats to uh, different noise. Great call, by the way, and, and give those cats a hug and a kiss. I know it does rain hard in beautiful Prescott, Arizona, one of my favorite cities. Actually, Prescott, I believe, was the first capital of Arizona. I remember sitting there having a beer in a bar where Wyatt Earp and Doc, uh, whatever his name, Doc, uh, Doc, whatever his name, Doc, uh, Wyatt Earp's buddy Doc, uh, were having it at the same time. Beautiful, beautiful city. Hey, the phone number here, great time to give me a call. I got some open lines, which is pretty rare on the Petro. It's usually pretty tough to get through. The phone number is 877-725-8255. I have hugs and kisses to give away. I got more Lucy pet food to give away. I got kitty lickies to give away. Copies of my best-selling books, either dog or cat. You just heard me give one of the books away. I got those t-shirts that say none of my friends walk upright. Some all 
all natural herbal flea spray. You talked about the rain. You know the fleas are going to follow. So plenty of time for your calls. Lots of great stuff to give away. The phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. A quick break, then right back to your calls. We'll be starting with you, Tom, when we get back, 877-725-8255. All right, listen carefully, guys. The results are in. Hugs and Kisses 4-in-1 Supplements are helping dogs and cats stay healthy and happy. Happy pets equal happy guardians. The formula will improve the skin, the coat, much less shedding, no more hairballs, and stronger bones and joints, as well as a prebiotic, probiotic formula. What does that mean? You hear me talk about probiotics and prebiotics. Well, if you love your pets, listen to me carefully. We all know the benefit of probiotics. We take them for ourselves. It helps with digestion, keeps our gut as healthy as it possibly can. But if there was a way to make those probiotics work better, wouldn't you want it? Of course you would. That's where prebiotics come into effect. They actually feed the probiotics. Great for your dog or cat's digestion, giving your dogs and cats that incredible healthy gut they need, plus all the vitamins and minerals your dog or cats ever need. There's no soy, no wheat, no corn. Now, Hugs and Kisses also contain lecithin and biotin, which means shedding kept to a bare minimum. Uh, no more dry skin. Hairballs just about gone. Check out the Hugs and Kisses 4-in-1 Supplement. They're now available at Amazon. And by the way, they're so successful there. People love them that Hugs and Kisses is now an Amazon's choice. So check out Hugs and Kisses at Amazon.com. They're also available at Walmart.com. Or you can go directly to my website, ThePetShow.com. Don't forget that T-H-E. And you know, a lot of people want to talk to someone. They don't want to just order online. If you want to call my office, feel free. If we're not there, we'll call you back. So write this number down, 1-800-430 and the word hugs. H-U-G-S. That's 1-800-430 and the word hugs. Check out my Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats. One formula for dogs, one for cats. Available at Amazon.com, Walmart.com, ThePetShow.com, or call 1-800-430-HUGS today. You'll be happy, and your dogs and cats will be a whole lot healthier. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. Man, is it cool to be a cat? We are back on The Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. You know, every week I come up with these great topics that are real important and we run out of time because you're, I'm going to get to you, Bill, and I'm going to get to you, Tom, but your your questions are, are always my priority. So if you hear me talk about a topic and I, and I didn't really get to it, you can always check out that topic on my website, thepetshow.com. Don't forget that T-H-E. I do a lot of videos about topics that I didn't get to, all available free on my YouTube channel. It's simply youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein. If you have a computer, subscribe. It's free. I share a lot of information there. Make you laugh, make you smile, and help you understand your dogs and cats a lot better. Hey, Tom in Delaware, welcome to the Pet Show. Yes, I, I have a. I think I have one of those unicorn, uh, unicorn dogs. Except he likes to bite all the time. He's about three months old, and I can't get him out of the habit of biting my fingers and stuff. Okay, that's because at three months, at three months old, he's teething. He's still coming out of his teething stages, which simply mean his mouth hurts. And when he's chewing on your hands, the worst thing you can do is pull your hands away because that's going to make it worse. So here's what you need to do. You need to, number one, help alleviate some of the teething pain in his mouth. Take some of his toys, put a little bit of no salt bullion or a little drop of cheese was on him, 
pop them in the freezer when he's really not while he's mouthing you but before he starts give him one of those toys with the uh, that are frozen to play with and here's why the frozen toy works the same way as a frozen teething ring for a baby. It will eliminate the pain. Had you been giving it to him all along, you would not be having this problem at three months old. That's number one. So the frozen, rotate the toys, make sure there's plenty of toys around. When he is chewing on your hands, if you pull your hand away and then you give him something and say, good boy, you just reinforce the fact that chewing on your hands is the way to get something. So the best thing to do sometimes is walk away. Also, don't wait to start your training. Start training him right now. He's 12 weeks old, the same intelligence, the same energy it takes for him to learn how to do something wrong can be used to teach him how to do something right. So the more he chews on your hands, it's called mouthing now, it's not biting, the more he chews on your hands, and it hurts because he had those milk teeth, the more you pull away, the more you reinforce that habit. So number one, some frozen stuff, toys to play with, regular toys to play with, increase the exercise factor, start your basic training right now, and I promise, I promise you that the mouthing will stop. But if you keep it going and you yell at them and say, no, 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 stop it, dogs are like infants. They respond to attention. Whether it's negative or positive, they still respond to it. So you don't want to do it that way. I got to move on, but let's put Tom on hold. Tom, you're getting a book, How to Get Your Dog to Do What You Want, on its way to you. There's a whole chapter in there specifically on mouthing and chewing. I want you to take a look at that. I think it'll make a difference in your relationship with your dogs. I know it hurts, but it's not his fault. He's cutting his teeth. They hurt. And just like a baby, if we handle it properly, we can turn it into a positive versus having to resolve a negative. 877-725-8255. A quick break, and then we're going to go to Bill. Bill in Jersey. But right now, listen carefully, because I want your help. If you were absolutely positive that with every single dollar you donated, you could actually change the destiny of dogs and cats that were thrown out of cars, deserted in the wild, in the woods, in the forest, on the streets. Isn't that a legacy you'd want to leave behind? You bet it is. For the past 42 years, Leo Grillo, my good friend, and Delta Rescue could never be able to do the work they do without you, my listeners, and your generous support. From saving lives, I want you to listen carefully, especially if you're involved with animals, from saving lives to actually providing lifetime medical care for over 15, uh, 1,500 animals. I want you to go to their website, DeltaRescue.org, DeltaRescue.org, or text them to dogs at 801-801, dogs to 801-801. Donate what you can. All the money goes directly to the animals. I donated to them. They're on my list. So I want you to donate. Go to DeltaRescue.org today. You'll be helping a lot of animals that otherwise never would have had a shot. I'm Warren next time this is the pet show i'm gonna burn and we are back hey bill you got 30 seconds to tell me why your dog in new jersey is a unicorn dog hello warren you got 30 seconds but i got before the top of the hour why is your dog a unicorn dog because she's fearless i could take her anywhere i she's not afraid of fireworks thunder and lightning or going to the rain she's just a spectacular dog i take her to work with me every day one of those one of those Jersey dogs. Let me make her feel good. Yo! Anyway, Bill, don't go anywhere. I know we didn't have a lot of time, but I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to send you a jar of my hugs and kisses for your unicorn dog, and I appreciate that phone call. Uh, until next week, give all your pets a big hug and a kiss for you. One between the ears from me. I'm Warren Eckstein, and thank you for listening to The Pet Show.